0: Hi, I'm Roy Cullen and I'm the creator of the podcast. You can find everything about me and the five podcasts on bio.link forward slash podcaster and you'll find it in the QR code there. I'd also like to thank my sponsors. If you or someone you know is struggling with anxiety and want to know how to be 100% anxiety free in six weeks without therapy or drugs, Daniel Packard Anxiety Solution Program Company offers a six-weeks system that permanently solves anxiety at an astounding 90% success rate. People who join the program only pay at the end once they have clear measurable results. If you're interested in learning more, go to PermanentAnxietySolutions.com where you can book a free consultation with Daniel. Do you have high blood pressure and want to get off the meds? Doctors are amazed at what Zona Plus can do. Get a $50 discount with my code ROY. Go to slash discount roy and you see the QR code for all my sponsors down at the end. Quality Polish manufacturer of metal products for telecommunication and workshop equipment and other metals. If you'd like a brochure, you see it in the QR code, and you just let us know if you would like a quotation shipped internationally and very competitive rates. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast.
1: Welcome to the speaking podcast. You can find all our episodes on speakingpodcast.com. We're also on BitChute and YouTube. You'll find the links in the podcast description. I'm also a podcasting coach because I got four other podcasts. You'll find everything on bio.link forward slash podcaster. My guest today is in America. Basically, she's a brand and business crystallizer, strategic co creator, certified speaking professional, author, and I believe podcaster as well. Please welcome Teresa Rose.
2: Thank you so much, Roy, for having me on your show. I'm excited. No,
1: looking forward to it. So I suppose, I mean, I mentioned you're doing a lot, but you can kind of let the listeners know a little bit more about Teresa.
2: Yeah, so I started in the thought leadership realm about 12 years ago uh, as a professional keynote speaker. Uh, so I was on big stages and uh, and I'm an energizer. That's what I was doing on stage is really bringing some inspiration and motivation to organizations and associations. And what I found over the course of my career as it started to evolve was that I uh, found myself in a situation where I was coaching other speakers to help them tighten up their messages uh, because they were really talented people, but they were also really unclear about what made them different than everyone else. Uh, And it really became a passion for me to help them crystallize their brilliance uh, and really be able to have them see themselves in a new light. When they see themselves in that new light, then they're actually able to strategically market themselves and, and close deals. Uh, for higher fees and, uh, you know, close more of them. So I morphed from being a, a professional speaker as a primary avenue of income to really working one-on-one with thought leaders to help them crystallize their messages.
1: Excellent. Brilliant. So just going back a few layers, how was your own little journey, you know, when you were sitting in school, getting yeah. into the public speaking?
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I the stage is my natural habitat. I, I was one of those children that had, uh, you know, when they would say, who wants to be Mary in the Christmas program? I will. I will. Who will be a silver bell? Me. You know, who will be Rudolph? No one. Me. I will do it. So I have that in my blood uh, to be a performer, uh, and as as many people in my personal life will attribute. So I was always finding opportunities to present. Uh, And even when I was in a corporate role, I was a senior manager of marketing and product development for a fortune 100 company, I ran $100 million of annual revenue for a major telecom. And anytime they wanted someone to present what was happening in our line of business to the board or to, you know, even at a trade show, you know, having a presentation or anything at all, I was always the one that would raise my hand, uh, because I just really love to connect with people in that way. And so when I, I stumbled into this business, I didn't even know that you could get paid as a speaker. You know, I knew of Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar and all the other, you know, legends, and I didn't understand the business at all. So I really stumbled into it when I had written my first book. I've written several books, but when I wrote my my first book, I uh, was at a bookstore and I was doing a reading and because I'm naturally animated and uh, and energetic. I was not just reading my excerpt. I was you know, embodying my ex my excerpt. And someone came up to me afterwards and said, "How much would you charge to come to speak to my organization?" And my first word was charge <laughs> what and and so I just started to learn about what this business is about. I went into the National Speakers Association back in two thousand ten. Uh, With the hope that I would just understand this murky water of professional speaking and, uh, you know, became uh, uh, the president of the Minnesota chapter of the National Speakers Association to really understand the ins and outs of it uh, and be able to launch my career uh, from a a place of, uh, you know, foundation of understanding what the industry really is. And
1: with kind of the local chapters, then in the speaker, like how often do you meet? What, how long are the meetings? What does it entail?
2: Yeah. So, uh NSA is a really unique organization in that it has a lot of different places that you can plug into. So, I got involved not only in the local level which we met once a month, uh and and got extraordinary programming from other speakers all over the country that would share their stories. In fact, I get to share my uh my expertise as a crystallizer with other NSA chapters now. Uh you know, so so interesting how the how the world is uh, full of cycles, you know, we start as this T- as the student. And then we eventually, if we stay long enough, we become the teacher uh, for others. But we met once a month. Uh, and, and then I'd get involved in the national organization and really, you know, learn at the bigger levels what, uh, you know, what people were doing on stages. Uh, and I think the more important education that I got, in addition to the formal programming, was the relationships that I built and with my peers, really understanding because it can be the speaker. Speaking business, in my experience, can be uh, have two faces: the the outward face and the inner reality. The outward face is everything is great. everything is great. Oh my gosh, I, I'm so busy, I can't even see straight. And this is such a wonderful job and I know how to do it all. and the c- clients are calling me up and I can't I'm, I'm batting them away. That's the outside face, right, of showing that we're, uh, you know, sought after and that we're valuable in the marketplace. And then there's the inner experience. And the inner experience is much different for for everybody. You know, I would run a uh, a couple of years ago, I had the great fortune of running a global uh, thought leadership community uh, from a uh, network that I was a part of, that I was the VP of thought leadership. And so I got the real scoop about what was really going on and and heard their pain points and heard what was their struggle. Uh, and these were incredibly talented people. So it's that two, face, two faces of the business that I really... Uh, work with now as a brand and business crystallizer to understand what's going on internally, where are your gifts and talents that no one really knows about, or if they do, they certainly can't replicate it or repeat it or, uh, you know, take action on it in a consistent way. How do we take what's inside that speaker and ensure that what they're sending out to the world is equivalent, that they're really only living that one experience as opposed to everything's great. No, it's really not you know, to find that balance in the business.
1: And like, I believe as well, just be surrounded by professionals, knowing the value that you can charge, because a lot of the times people don't know, you know, they might be charging a thousand bucks when they could be getting ten thousand that that right. by sharing the experience, and I presume as well. There's a lot of kind of helping each other out. That if you're, I mean, you know, you're not going to be going back to a few different events, but you could recommend some of your colleagues, which absolutely, and they're doing the same. So you're just kind of making sure that you're getting the continuous flow of
2: work. Absolutely. A part of doing this business isn't just being successful on the platform. It's being successful as a business person as well. And so being successful as a business person is looking at a looking at your client relationship beyond the transaction of you're hiring me for an opening keynote at this conference on this day, and looking at it as a long-term relationship to say, and that's what I tell them when I when I have that exploratory conversation with them about speaking with them. Uh, I will say, I'm a consultative keynote speaker. I want to know, I solve problems for a living. That's what I do. And so I want to know, tell me about everything about your event from stem to stern before you, because they all call and say, are you available and what's your fee? Right. Those are the two things they want to know. And if if speakers only answer those two questions without really becoming a consultative uh, professional and say, I'd love to answer that. Thank you so much. And for me to be able to give you a proper response to your question, I really need to understand, based on my process, what you are doing and what your vision is. And let them start talking with the notepad right next to you. Let them start talking about and I say to them help me understand what your event is like from the moment you arrive to the event to the last box is packed and you're on your way to happy hour to celebrate. Tell me everything. And they, Matt, they tell me everything. Maybe there's a, you know, a leadership dinner, and maybe there's a, a panel f- uh, of experts at lunch, and maybe they have uh, you know uh, f- two different breakout sessions in the afternoon. I want to understand everything. The entire landscape, because once I can do that as a consultative speaker, then I can look at them and say, "Great, let me share with you first of all what how my uh, opening keynote, if that's what they're calling me for, what my opening keynote satisfies in your in your program." And I literally repeat back what they're looking for. Right? So I heard you say that you're looking for someone funny and energetic and inspiring and bring the,, uh, you know, bring the bring the energy in the room up. Okay, Well, this is what I deliver. I deliver a fun, energizing, inspiring program that does x, y, and Z. And before I give you the price of the the fee of what my my opening keynote is, let me just share with you what other clients have done that will really maximize that event and minimize your headaches if you're open to it. Of course they're open to it. So then I say, here's another option. I can also, uh, provide 30 minutes of stand-up comedy to your event the night before, because I also do stand-up comedy. Uh, I can be a the MC the entire day and be the through line of, of the guide throughout the entire program. I can be the panel moderator at lunch, and I give them examples of who I've done this for for other organizations in their field, right? And because I have a crystallized model of my brilliance, Right, which is what I believe is the single most important thing that can happen to long, long-term sustainability and growth for thought leaders, is then I can dive into my model and say, not only can I deliver a keynote for you, I can also deliver As many breakouts as you want. I mean, if you want three days worth of breakouts, I have original material for three days worth of breakouts because I have a model of my expertise that I can lean on. And when I say model, I literally mean a visual model that you can draw on a cocktail napkin that I can say I'm an expert at. It's not just words. It's a picture that shows that I'm brilliant in this area so that when I lean into that and say, and here's an option for you, I could do three of your breakouts and you wouldn't have to pay expenses for your other speakers to come in and they will already have known me because I'm an opener. And so you're going to have breakouts that are going to be more, uh, more engaging, right? So I went from selling an X thousand dollar keynote to, you know, why day of activity uh that was more than double of what my original fee is really becoming a consultative speaker leaning into your own expertise from a model standpoint is where you can really really start seeing some serious activity as a speaker
1: excellent and i saw actually on your website your pre-event questionnaire but based on what you said going into all that detail and i presume by having it online as well because sometimes people are probably depending on who's organizing it they're going out to a few people and by just yeah. seeing just seeing you know the experience and the detail it shows the professionalism yeah. which in turn kind of puts you ahead of the
2: others Exactly, Roy. Exactly. So there are a million people that are on stages that are effervescent and funny and engaging and memorable. They are all those things. And some of them aren't. But there are a lot of really talented people on stage. Are they talented as business people? Are they talented as business people? Are they they extraordinary marketers and when I say marketing, what I'm talking about is, are you marketing the same messaging over and over and over again so that whoever is hearing about you is getting the same messaging, right? No matter what, wherever you, they read you, listen to you, watch you and interact with you. If you read me on my website and you look at my LinkedIn and you watch my videos and you interact with me on a phone call, you know, I talk about the same thing. Crystallization, clarify, amplify, monetize. That's my jam. Right. So that not only do you want to be an extraordinary marketer as a professional speaker, you also want to be an extraordinary salesperson. This is their Achilles heel. I have been over the last 12 years of this business in leadership in an industry, I have seen so many incredibly talented people fall away out of this business because they refuse to embrace the idea of being an extraordinary salesperson. They go, oh, I'm not a salesperson. I don't want to do any of the sales. And there's this idea that you don't want to own your salesmanship, salespersonship. And what I work with people in, not only creating their crystallized brilliance from a marketing standpoint, is then once you're crystallized uh, and have a model of your expertise, you now want to be able to have extraordinary sales conversations, right? How do you have an extraordinary sales conversation as a speaker? In my experience, here's how you do it. You you let go of your preconceived notions of what sales is and you reorient yourself to the idea of show and tell so i don't i am not intimidated in any way shape or form with any conversation that i can have with anyone period about what I can do. I know myself so well and I know my value so well that whoever is on the other side of that Zoom window, I can have a conversation with about what I do that's amazing. And the real issue of sales then is I listen first and foremost, right? Before you go into your dog and pony show, sales is different than marketing. You listen and you understand what their true challenges are and what their true aspirations are. I hate the the phrase, what keeps you up at night? I'm not the kind of person that wants to even talk about anybody not getting enough sleep. I have a section in one of my books about the value of sleep. So let's not glorify what keeps you up at night. Okay. What I want to talk about is where are you, where, what, what is your aspiration? What is the ideal? What would you love to have? Tell me what you, when, if I could satisfy a need, what would that be? Right. I want to know that. And then what I listen to it very clear, carefully and clearly, and I understand who's on the other side and I can empathize with them and what they need. Then all I need to do is simply show and tell my model. I just show it. And tell about it and say, other people have done this to great effect. This is how much it costs. Are you interested? Yes or no? And it's okay if it's no. Or I always think of it as not right now, right? Not right now. It's okay. And when you can rise to the occasion with your sales conversations where you are in, uh, in a peer relationship as opposed to, oh, please pick me, please pick me then it changes the entire dynamics. And by the way, it allows you to say a higher number with utmost confidence and have them not even flinch. And if they're not even flinching at the number that you're saying, it's too low, right?
0: Absolutely. And
1: like when when you see somebody so organized and professional, as you've just said, as opposed to the other person that don't have the kind of breakdown everything, they're the ones The other people are the ones that give you trouble or they turn up late or they're not doing something or they're just, you know, they're just there and they're gone. They're not staying around and everything. So my experience in life is when you see people that are extremely organized and they're straight and they're confident in themselves, they're the ones that will actually give you the best value. And you shouldn't be looking at the dollar value because at the end of the day, if you're doing an event and you're
2: making kind of return people, they'll actually earn you more money absolutely absolutely and those are the kinds of things that consultative speakers can talk about to say your value and never knock anyone right there are so many amazing peers out there that i just go yes great wonderful absolutely and if you're looking for somebody who's who's got business at her core right i've got i have got an understanding a deep understanding of what makes business tick and sales and marketing around it, that I'm going to deliver this. And and yes, I'm gonna be amazing on stage too, And what they really want to know is, are you going to make me look good? And are you going to run this well? And are you going to not give me a bunch of headache, right? And so how you present yourself in every aspect, how you present yourself on your website, how you present yourself in the sales conversation, how you present yourself in your proposal, uh, all of those things matter. So if you have gaps in your offering as speakers, this is what I encourage your your listeners to consider is where are the gaps in your level of professionalism? If if there are speakers out there there, they go, oh, I I don't, my website's not important. I don't, I, it's not been updated in seven years. Guess what? Just because you're ignoring it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. All right. People, People are going to everything. your website they're
1: checking your social media. They're yeah. checking everything.
2: Yes, they are. And so just because you don't want to look at it doesn't mean that it's not having a serious impact on decision-making that you don't even know about.
1: Absolutely. And I want to touch on The Forbes thing, but before I do, with the Speakers Association, I'm just curious, with um, coaching, do they actually touch on that as well for those that are coaches. Cause I know like with the speaking, yes. so they do. Yeah.
2: Yes, they do. So I am, I've been privileged to actually crystallize the brilliance of the national speakers association recently, a 50 year organization that has been in place to help those who share their expertise on what I like to say on the stage, the page and the screen. So it, they work with thought leaders right so thought leaders and especially now 20 years ago 30 years ago you had people that were siloed right you had speakers that were they got a microphone and they do their thing and then you had coaches in a different lane and you had consultants in a different lane and authors in a different lane now it's really everyone and and frankly that is kind of what I would encourage everyone to consider is to stop calling yourself just a speaker. If you really want to elevate your value and elevate your income, you will become an expert. And that expert is someone then who happens to have a lot of different avenues of expression of that expertise. On the stage, I'm a keynote speaker. I'm also a a virtual consultant for organizations. I also do one-on-one masterminds, right? So there's all these different ways that you can show up and not just pigeonhole yourself into being a speaker.
1: Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And um, with the Forbes then, because I saw something that you were yeah. featured on Forbes, you might let me know yes. a bit about that.
2: Yeah, that's a great that's a great opportunity that just came my way. So I uh, contributed to a Forbes article about how top experts use a simple method to uh, to secure high paying clients, and it really does boil down to the cocktail napkin method. Uh, you know, incredible business has been uh, generated in the world from the humble cocktail napkin. Uh, You know, Southwest Airlines started from a cocktail napkin. Anything that you can draw with such simplicity that it cuts through the noise of distraction and chaos and overwhelm and just the, the sheer volume of words that people take in, it's like it pierces the veil of of distraction when you can have a cocktail napkin that you write your message on. And I don't mean just writing it bullet points. I'm talking about a picture like Southwest Airlines drew three points and drew a triangle connecting to each. Another example that you can lean into that many people will be aware of is Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek is like Oh, I'm so, I love him so much. I'm, I'm already putting out there secretly that, you know, somehow I'm going to find, he's going to find out who I am and I'm going to, you know, be his girlfriend. But uh, it, it, he has uh, the golden circle. He did a very, you know, simple program many years ago with flip chart paper, where he described, he had three circles, the golden circle, right? There was why, and there was how, and there was what. Why in the middle, how around why, and what around both of those. And that launched his career, right? So this Forbes article that I wrote about was all about, if you really want to close high paying jobs, get simple with what your messaging is. So simple that you could draw it on a cocktail napkin.
1: Brilliant. And I, I'm i not sure, was it on your website, but I've seen it somewhere, the rose that you have. And I thought, that's actually beautiful. It's like, you know, you've got the, the petals with the different things, you know, the MC and the comedy and everything, but it's actually, yeah. you just look at it and you go, oh, I get it. It's like, it's simple, but it's perfect.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Well, of course I have like, I, I say I have the accidentally best URL ever. My name is Teresa Rose. So if you write on the website, it's there's a rose. So, you know, it's easy way for people to remember.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant.
2: And
1: you, you said uh, like you, you do the comedy improv. So I'd like to how you got into that and also maybe touching on the difference between kind of doing it in a corporation as opposed to oh. on a stage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a big difference. Uh, so I started with improv. Uh, and I just, I loved it so much. I always had so much fun doing it. Uh just, it, it, you know, at, when it would come up at a corporation or an event or anything like that. So I studied improv for several years in Minneapolis uh, and uh, would engage my audiences that way, bring a couple of people up uh, on stage, do some improv improvisation. I, I'm a wanderer in the audience. So I go into the audience and do improvisational uh you know back and forth with my audience members but then i thought to myself you know what i i'm everybody always said on the stage when i was on stage they'd say oh you're so funny you're so funny you're so funny and what i remember about that experience is that i didn't want to be accidentally funny i wanted to be intentionally funny i wanted to make sure that i would have significant laughs per minute right now it doesn't all have to be laughter but when you can be reliably funny, then you can position yourself as a humorist with good conscience, right? I know I will make your people laugh. And so I went out to study stand-up comedy. And I went through classes and I started to write jokes and I started to do go to comedy clubs. And I loved it, Roy. I loved it. I mean, I am, Oh! In fact, I'm doing some stand-up comedy in July in front of the National Speakers Association's uh, annual conference, and I'm so juiced about it, I can't even tell you. And there is a huge difference between corporate comedy and, st- and club comedy. Uh, I loved club comedy, and my material back then that I was doing was not appropriate for corporate Events. So I really had to make a decision which of those parts of me do I want to feed? Right. So if I wanted to feed the dream of being a stand up comic, that's one lifestyle and one choice that I could make. That is, I'm um, either go all in or you don't. Right. In my experience, in my experience, I decided that I'd rather not get paid in beer, but get paid in cash. So I cleaned up my comedy and tightened it up and made it organizationally friendly and still my own style. uh, And so would offer corporate comedy for those opportunities. Uh, It it was, for me, I like having a mix. I like uh, weaving comedy into my programming while still having a message and certainly teaching points about the power of crystallization.
1: Brilliant, and like I say, with the MCing, or even a keynote, like the fact that you can do improv. Because, I mean, the I I did an open mic, and I, all the speeches was, with Toastmasters. I was was comedy. I even got into the final of five countries with a comedy speech, and I love I love that because it kind of you're touching on an emotion, and people will remember that. With the MCing, because you can do the improv. You have the ability of incorporating what somebody has said previously, whereas a lot of people don't, even though they can be funny,
2: yes, exactly. So one of the keys in in uh, being a, su- a successful MC in my opinion, there are a couple. Number one, realize that your job is a wrangler. You are not just there to be a shiny object to keep the energy up in the room, which you do want to keep the energy up in the room the whole time. You also want to make sure that that event flows smoothly. You want to make sure that you are a time Beast, You know where everything is going at any given time, because if you walk away from that event and you've helped them to stay on time and everything moving forward in the, in a proper cadence, they're going to love you for it. That's, that's a really key aspect. And when you have improvisational chops, what you do then, or what I do when I'm an, when I'm an MC is I have a little notebook next to me that has a, my schedule. So I always know what's supposed to happen next, right? I'm always aware of what's happening. And when I'm listening to a speech from anyone, and I've done MC work for medical conventions that the... Oh my gosh! Literally, the presentation was them going through reading the results of a spreadsheet of these different medical tests. Okay, trying to find a gem in that was tough. But I I use it as a challenge. I listen to the whole thing about you know the the HCL two divided by the second quotient was the relevant marker of success. And I would listen to one thing they would say that I could go, Ooh, I could turn that into something, right? I could turn that into something when I say, thank you so very much, Roy, you were amazing. And I don't know all the things that you said, but I know that a relevant marker of success is definitely that my HCL two is in the proper you know, format. Like that's not that funny, but it's funny enough Right. No, it's especially funny for enough. a medical
1: audience that they'll get. Yeah. That. They <laughs>
2: howled, they howled, they loved it. Yeah. So paying attention to every moment, where can you find the funny in every little moment?
0: Yeah. Brilliant. So
1: now I'd like to, because of the journey and all the experience that you've got, like things go wrong. I want to know yes. what things have gone wrong that you could kind of go back and go, Oh, I could have prevented that, which in turn will help the listeners.
2: Hmm. What has gone wrong? Well, <clears throat> my, uh, I, my single biggest piece of advice to your listeners who are, uh, speakers or, uh, emerging speakers is to know your material so well that when the, uh, A B, A V goes poof, when it go when it, when it crashes, uh, when it crashes, not if, when it crashes, you don't just freeze. So that's another reason why I'm so passionate about creating crystallized models of people's brilliance is because I know my program of Clarify, Amplify, Monetize. It starts from the heart of Clarify, it amplifies out to the world and then you monetize. If I know that's my expertise and my trajectory, when the AV goes poof or the slide doesn't work or whatever, I want to be the AV. I don't want my slides to be the AV. I want to be able to have them looking at me, and with the slides being a, uh, a an attractive supplement, not the primary focus of it, because I have far too often relied in the past, relied too heartily on the slides to keep me focused, to keep me going. Whereas when you really know it so well that you can draw it on a cocktail napkin and or or a post-it note, I used to take all my sp- my programs. And I would have a little tiny post-it note that had my outline on it and I would put it on the lectern. And so anytime I might get nervous in these really big, you know, events that I want to make sure I'm not going to, you know, have a, a brain, you know, moment uh that i can lean into it and say oh yes yes i didn't remember where i am right so that's what i would recommend is go low tech go low tech when it comes to the delivery you can always add to it but you want to know it so well that you never get into an oopsie
1: brilliant brilliant and you may just uh, touch on the monetization because yeah it's, it's an important one for people
2: yes it is so again you know uh, just to share uh, why this is so very important is there was a uh, a study that came out from speakerflow this year the state of the speaking industry and in that they stated that 28% of speakers don't have sales conversations and this is this is probably skewed low all right so i would imagine that it's even higher than 28% so what that means is more than one out of four of us as speakers don't have sales conversations. Now, just think about this just from a simple perspective, okay? Monetization. We all want to have the green energy come to us for the gifts and talents talents that we have because when we get paid, we can keep doing it, right? We can keep running our business. So getting paid is a good thing. So Getting paid comes from a sales conversation, primarily. And if you don't lean into having great conversations, you're going to minimize your monetization opportunities. That's number one. Make friends with, make deep, deep, deep close friends with the sales conversation. Number two is create a monetization strategy that is a walk, run, soar, ascension model. Okay, like a value ladder, because what I see as most of the pain points for speakers now is that they go, oh, I need to monetize. I need to go after this thing. I'm going to start a coaching program. Then I'm going to do a retreat. Then I'm going to make sure that I do another program. But I also have to do this. And they chase after these like, uh, you know, it's like fireworks of 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 monetization opportunities. And in my experience, what that does, Roy, is it cannibalizes our energy and cannibalizes our time. And it certainly makes for a confusing marketplace because nobody knows what you really do. So when you want to really maximize your monetization, what you'll consider is walk run sore. What do I want to focus on right now? Getting them in the door into my orbit with one step first. Then you dazzle those people that have taken that one step with you. And before they let before you let them go, from that experience, you give them a run opportunity, right? How do you run with me now? And then you drop that into that offer. And then when they're doing that, you drop the, the sore, right? So you know you're going step by step by step as opposed to I've got seven things I need to energize right now. And geez, I hope one of them works. That is not a recipe for A, fun or B, monetization.
1: It's, uh, it's like, you know, they're chasing five rabbits and they catch none, you know. Exactly. I, I mean, I've made a mistake in, in, in my career, you know, you kind of take on too many things. And it's like, once you kind of, you're laser focused, where energy yes. goes, money flows. <laughs>
2: exactly, Roy, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And just yep. curious, because
1: I, I I was on the Speaker Flows podcast and they were on mine. Is that something, because it, it's very professional the way that they were, do you yes. actually use that yourself? Do you to... I sure
2: do. I sure do. It was a game changer for me. I adore Speaker Flow. Uh, previously to that, I was really struggling with my business because I didn't have the systems in place. And in my view, and actually I coach my crystallized clients who want to crystallize their business business who don't have the systems in place and they don't know how to do it i actually suggest to them hey if you want to if you want to work with me for 6 months after you've gotten your your brand crystallized and you really want to crystallize your business become a you know, a a user of speaker flow. And that's the only one I believe in. That's the only one I use. Not that there aren't others out there, but this one in particular is just really, really good. And so now it took me, you know, anywhere from six to nine months to integrate my entire business into that platform. And now I wouldn't, I don't know how to, do life without it. It's really the ability for you to scale because my brain can't keep it all in anymore. I can't run a business off of a spreadsheet and notebooks and pieces of paper. And gee, don't forget to call this person. It, I just can't. So it's, I'd like to liken it as my digital brain. It's my digital brain. That's really running my business and I adore it.
1: And I think, cause like I spoke to both the, the, the co-founders and Just energy and positivity and giving back. You know, it's, it's, I think what they've done is they've put their personality into the platform.
2: Yes, they have. And it's outstanding. They are, they are very dear uh, colleagues and strategic partners of mine. I really encourage the people to look at it. Yeah.
1: Excellent. Excellent. And like, just, just finally, because like the social media is a bit, it's, it's wild out there. And, What's your go-to? I know you're on TikTok, I know you're you know you're on a few yeah. different things, but I just like what what you find serves you best.
2: Well, what serves me best from a business standpoint is LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn is where my buyer is. Right. I want to play where my buyer is. And so that's where I go uh, at uh, Teresa Rose presents. Uh, And I would, you know, I, of course, though, my website uh, is, is really my primary place that I, that I live. That's where my domain is. Right. I own, I own that, uh, that expertise there. So I love people to go to Teresa slash clear. Uh, I have a, a, a 10 part, complimentary access video course of my crystallization process how do i draw people's brilliance on their cocktail napkins and i have a diy program that people can start to see what what this is right uh, what i'm talking about if they go to teresarosecom clear they'll be able to have access to my videos and, and see a little bit more and and incorporate it into their their uh, practices
1: have you done any of the linkedin lives have you touched on that
2: you know, I haven't, I haven't. And, and it's one of those things that's on the list. Right. And I am getting really deliberate about where my energy goes. So I did uh, a deep dive on, uh, the traction, uh, process, the EOS uh, entrepreneurial operating system uh, process. And I now have crystal clarity on what my 10-year plan is, what my three-year milestone is, what my one-year goal is, what my quarterly objectives are. And I manage my business that way. So I currently have four objectives uh, with my quarter this year or this quarter, and that's what I'm focusing on right? And so even though, yes, it's a great opportunity for me, LinkedIn Live and other different opportunities that I have, I really go back to the planning. And I previously decided these four initiatives were my most important things. So I'm going to work on those four things and get them done, right? Get them done. And when you get that clear about what you're supposed to be working on, then shiny objects, tend to not sway you. Right. And for me, that's an important thing. And I, and I think for many people.
1: Brilliant. And just curious because, you know, with the branding and the marketing, I love, I love marketing. I've been interested in this for years. I It's like Dan Kennedy would have been the one I was uh, in Glazer Kennedy for, I don't know, 10 years, you know, looking at that. And you now I think, uh, Russell Brunson, I'm just curious who, who do you kind of, Look at in the in the marketing world.
2: Well, you know, I'll be frank. I I don't really pay attention to what other people do. I I just don't. I I've learned for so many years from so many people and heard so many uh, solutions that other people offer that I then just created my own right i i i think about myself and my view of the world of being a crystallizer a brand and business crystallizer drawing your brilliance on a cocktail napkin to be your foundation for all of your other techniques there there are not other people that i see out there doing what i do and i don't really want to take in other people's stuff you know like do i need to post 57 pieces of content a day no i don't when you do the right content that is you all the time, you can do four pieces of content and it's just as effective. In fact, more effective because it's an imprint of your, energetic expertise. It's an imprint that you're putting out to the world. So those 57 pieces of content, if they're the actual same pieces of really valuable insight that people could understand and take action on, then you don't have to do that much. That's the thing. I want it to be fun. Marketing and sales should be fun. They should never be, in fact, not just fun. You should love it. You should love talking about what you do and how you serve and how you make the world a better place. It comes from your heart. When it comes from your heart, deeply in your heart, and it's why you are here, then you will do the things you need to do to market. You will do the things you need to do to sell. You'll pick up the phone, you'll make the post, you'll do the video, you'll do all the things that your heart guides you to do, which is also being strategically uh, you know, in, uh, relevant to, to the marketplace.
1: I I love that, and uh, I think that's that's what happens with a lot of people is they're involved, and I I know that I was guilty of making that mistake as well. You're looking at all these different things, you get the newsletter, and then you go, "Oh, I'll try that," "I'll try that." It's yeah. like what you said earlier. You're whereas no, I know exactly what's the main focus, and I that's that's the core. Exactly, and I don't, don't deviate from that, and then and then your results will go
2: through the roof. Exactly, stop listening to a bunch of noise, and I mean it's not noise; it's valuable for them. And I find that in the speaking business, because people, my my view of the world is you will find success when you first clarify, then you amplify that brilliance across all the channels consistently, and then you monetize. It will magnetize the people to you because you're sending out to the marketplace the stuff that resonates with them wherever they are. Clarify, amplify, monetize. Instead of chasing after monetize, and then when you panic because you're not getting your results, you go against the current of this success success factor. And then you try to amplify more. Oh, I got to get the name, my name out. I got to do some ads. I got to join this group. I got to do all blah, 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 blah. No, actually you can stop the noise and stop taking in more information and do the heavy lifting that most people don't want to do because it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of true insight to be able to clarify your brilliance that way that makes you different than everyone else. What makes you different than everyone else? That work of clarity is incredibly difficult and incredibly rewarding when you can do it, right? So that the less you can, the more you can turn off the noise of other people, you should do this, you should do that. And you start to learn about what who you are and how you shine differently than everyone else. That is your marketing engine. That is your marketing engine, not you need to do this kind of number of contacts and you have to send these kinds of emails on LinkedIn, you know, that's irrelevant.
1: Absolutely. Listen, thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I know you mentioned the website, but you might just give the different handles where people can find you again.
2: Absolutely. So if you want to find me on social media, it's uh, Teresa Rose presents. And remember, it's like, there's a rose, there's a rose presents. And if you want to get a copy, uh, a complimentary access to my 10 part video course of the crystallization process, 10 steps to clarify, amplify, and monetize your brand and business, feel free to go to TeresaRose.com clear.
1: Perfect. That's, that's sounding clear. I think everyone will get it. I'll make sure I put the link spot in the audio and the video. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you, Roy. I appreciate it. I had a wonderful time. Yeah, well, so
1: that's all for the Speaking Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on speakingpodcast.com. As mentioned, we're on YouTube. And you'll find my coaching along with my four other podcast, bio.link forward slash podcaster. sure to give us a thumbs up, five-star rating, share with your friends. Don't forget Teresa's books. Make sure you give her a five-star rating and a review as well. Helps more people see it. Until
0: next week, take care. So I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. You'll find everything about me on bio.link forward slash podcaster with all my podcasts and you find it you see it in the QR code in the graphic that's shown. I'd like again to thank my sponsors. So if you or someone you know struggling with anxiety and want to know how to be 100% anxiety-free six weeks without therapy or drugs, Daniel Packard's Anxiety Solution Program company offers a six-week system that permanently solves anxiety at an astounding 90% success rate. People who join the program only pay at the end once they have clear, measurable results. If you're interested in learning more, go to PermanentAnxietySolutions.com where you can book a free consultation with Daniel. Do you fight blood pressure and or want to get off the meds? Doctors are amazed at what Zona Plus can do. You can get a $50 discount with my code ROY, zonacom slash discount slash ROY and you see it in the QR code as well as Daniel's QR code. Quality manufacturer of metal products for telecommunication and workshop equipment and other metal materials, you see the brochure there in the QR code and let me know if you would like a quotation, shipped internationally at very competitive price. I'd like to thank all my sponsors and also all my listeners. Be sure to give me a thumbs up, five-star rating, share with your friends, really helps. And I also have a video on how to give a five-star rating because a lot of people have wrote to me asking me that they don't know what to do. Until next week, take care.